Hello. Welcome back to Merry Heart with Brandy and Jamie, yeah. episode 35. We have missed you guys. We have. Yeah. yeah Good to be back. Yes. We've taken a little <laughs> bit of a break, but we're so happy to be back. We have a special guest today, Mr. Clayton. Yeah. Welcome. Yes. Yeah. We're so excited to have him on and That's for right you here. guys to get to know him. Absolutely. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, uh, I'm very pleased to have the opportunity to sit with you ladies today and uh, to join in your circle of communication with uh, those in your life. The, um, I, um, I grew up in, uh, in North Carolina in Fayetteville. I had, um, I had one sister, no brothers, and so there's about seven years difference in our ages, and so I had a chance to be the big brother okay. all the way through that process and take care of little sister. But, um, and then I um, uh, uh, graduated from Fayetteville High School, then into business college uh, there, from there, and then up to Greenville at East Carolina. From there into... Oh, wait, Greenville, North Carolina. Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah. yeah I'm glad okay. you made it. Well, because I'm from North Carolina, too, so <laughs> okay. it takes me. I'm like, wait, North Carolina or South Carolina, no, so I you, get it. You got it. Yeah. So ECU <laughs> Pirates. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And... Um, then um, um, Barbara and I married in um, 19, uh, would have been 1959. We love Miss Barbara. We married, yeah. yeah. <laughs> married in 1959, and then the Lord blessed us with a little girl one year later from our marriage. Oh, wow. Me within yeah. a, within a <laughs> day or two, one year later, yeah. we had a little girl and uh, Donna. Donna is now down in, she's lived in West Palm Beach now for oh, wow. quite some time. And uh, so... The, uh, the Lord has given us grace for that temptation not to be overbearing and us say, we got to go to West Palm Beach. We got to move. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but we do, go down, we do go down occasionally and have a chance to spend time with our daughter Donna and her husband. And we have a granddaughter living in West Palm Beach, and we have a grandson living in Raleigh. Okay. And wow. we now have, between the two of them, we now have, let's see, four, five, six, seven and one in December on the way, so we'll have eight oh, wow. great-grandchildren. Wow, so, uh, that's so cool. The Lord has blessed us. It's cool to see from one child yeah. to that. Yeah. Multiply and replenish, yes. the Lord said. That's so awesome. uh, we've done our part. But uh, uh, mm -hmm. And then the, the early days of our career, I was in the life insurance business, and after a few years, ended up in the home office of a life insurance company and served as vice, uh, vice president of marketing for uh, many years. Cool. Uh, I was 32 years old when I finally got appointed to that position. Quite frankly, I was too young for that position. I thought I knew all the answers. I wasn't even now I look back on it. I didn't know what all the questions were. Much less <laughs> the but, uh, but it was a good tenure. Uh, but at that time, I had no personal relationship with the Lord. Uh, I grew up in a very godly home, very godly home, mom and dad. But um, after, after high school and then into college, I went my way and served Clayton rather than any thoughts of serving the Lord. Uh, but, um, and then later on, uh, the Lord allowed us to be exposed to uh, an environment that uh, He used to make us aware of our need for a Savior, brought about conviction, and then out of that, Barbara. Barbara and I both accepted Christ as our Savior. And then just a few weeks after that, our daughter, who was in the sixth grade then, 
uh, in a Christian school there in Raleigh. In Raleigh. She uh, she came to know really? the Lord, oh, that's and so, so uh, God began to turn our whole world not only around; He turned it upside down. Yeah, it's been it's been an exciting time uh, since that that happened in our life in in nineteen. Uh, 19, it would have been 19, early 70s, 1972. Okay. And so um, we, uh, not perfect, but we've tried to serve the Lord uh, mm-hmm. uh, these many years since 1972. That's so special, and, your whole family yeah, at that the is same so time. Yeah. God working that out. That was only God, so yeah. that was so special. And then um, about within two years after uh, coming to know the Lord, God had arranged to pull me out of the business world and into the ministry. Okay. And that's another whole discussion that is more than we'll have time to cover today. <laughs> but it's been exciting to see over the years yeah. oh, what it's been to be able to serve it. That's wonderful. Well, yeah, well, so you are a pastor on at Florence Baptist Temple on the staff. So tell us a little bit about your role there. Okay, I moved, Barbara and I moved to Florence in 1984. For 10 years, I served on the staff at the church where I came to know the Lord. And, um, that was in Florence. No, that was uh, in, that was in Raleigh. Raleigh. That okay. was in Raleigh. Yeah, that was in Raleigh. And uh, the pastor of the church there, Pastor Up Church, and Pastor Monroe, who was pastoring the Baptist Temple, of course, Pastor Monroe and Pastor Up Church were good friends for many, many years. And so I got to know Pastor Monroe through the relationship I had there in Raleigh. But um, uh, as I said, within two years after I came to know the Lord, I was uh, pastor of church and asked me to join his staff there. I served there 10 years, and then an opportunity for a role in the ministry here uh, came open. I, I knew Pastor Monroe then because of that relationship with Pastor Upchurch and mm-hmm. uh, came down and we spent some time together. And so in 1984, Barbara and I packed up our bags and moved to Florence. Wow. And I joined the staff uh, uh, in 1984, uh, in August of 84, and not too many, well, some of the old timers in the church know this, but when I first came here, my role was uh, in the, as church administrator, mm-hmm. which is what Ryan Caudill is now doing, and doing an exceptionally mm-hmm. good job. And I'm he so, and he has spoken about you a lot, and just what an amazing mentor you've been. Yeah, I'm to him. so happy you mentioned that because you were one of Ryan's. Um, we asked yep. everybody the kind question, and Ryan talked about you during that, and just yeah. your mentorship. How about that? And um, it was how much that has meant, and how much time you spent with him. Uh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. So I'm glad. You. Yes, I'm glad <laughs> yeah. you said that. I'll have to buy his lunch one. <laughs> <laughs> he listens faithfully, so I'm yes. sure he'll hear that. Yeah, yeah. That's good. but uh, that was um, uh, well, that was one of my roles when I came here. The other was music. Okay, and so yeah. I was a minister of music. I did not know that. Yeah, uh, the the music platform of today is quite different than the music was back mm-hmm. then. Uh, we have now special books that the choir sing out of. Mm-hmm. We used the hymn books mostly back then. So, uh, right. But that was that was the way we came into the ministry here and uh, served in that role and then uh, had an opportunity to be involved in other ministries because of the role of the administrator uh, to be a help to the other fellows on the staff. And then several years ago, as we began to see Oh, so much of what was happening in our culture, it became obvious there was a, a real opportunity to minister to our people and people outside the church uh, dealing with the issues of life 
from a biblical, true biblical platform, biblical mm-hmm. perspective, rather than, you know, the scripture tells us in Isaiah 55, God says, for my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then he explains a little bit. He said, as high as the heavens are above the earth, mm-hmm. so are my ways from your, how high are the heavens above the earth? Mm-hmm. That, as they say, down south, that's a fur piece. <laughs> as high as the heavens are, and they're in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. So our culture today, even among Christians, is being inundated with the philosophy of the world's way, man's way, on how to deal with life. Right. And so I developed, God gave me an interest in how to help people work through and deal with the issues of life from a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's been a very rewarding thing okay. to be able to engage in the life of other people at the living level of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, as they say, as we say here, at the grunt level down on where, it, where it's happening, right. but to do it God's way. And you really see when you begin to bring God's way to the table and look at the way we deal with problems, you really see why the Lord said, Hey, my ways are different than your ways. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want my results, mm-hmm. you got to do it my way. Right. Yep. So that's what that's what biblical yeah. counseling. So it's been a joy over the years to have a lot part in the life of the people right. uh, to deal with issues of life from God's perspective. Yeah. So, uh, so biblical biblical counseling became a, a very a primary part of my life. The other part is I work with the usher ministry within our church now. It's real easy to say just the usher ministry, uh-huh. but between the usher on, on Sunday morning, between the ushers and the door greeters, that takes that's a lot of people. It takes sixty people to man those positions. Yeah, mm-hmm. sixty men to yeah. man that, and then in the hospitality ministry, when we have people scattered throughout the property on all the doors in the building, greeting people on mm-hmm. Sunday morning, getting them parked in guest parking, getting them in to get them registered, that takes another sixty. Yeah, so, uh, that's it, a lot of legwork and it's a lot a joy, of, yeah. But it's a, it's a lot of fun to work that with is, those people yeah. who do that mm-hmm. and watch them out there as they're greeting the people and right. uh, the ushers as they're doing doing their mm-hmm. work and, and serving on Sunday morning. So hospitality and ushers. And then we um, uh, here, when we got back started after COVID, um, Pastor Ash and, and Jeff Johnson, who was Minister of Education, asked Jeremy Roeder and asked me if we would work with, we had several older adult classes. I, I use that word in quotations. And older <laughs> means above 20. <laughs> no, no, seriously, say, say age 60 and up. And so Jeremy and I have a class. We work together. Uh, and our attendance is, we run about 60 in that class on Sunday morning okay. with an enrollment of a little over 80 some mm-hmm. in enrollment. So we work in, through Sunday school, we work in that area. And then um, all of our pastoral staff now during the invitation are involved in uh, at the altar mm-hmm. as people would come mm-hmm. and we can work with them. But I try to coordinate that and make sure all the spots are covered and then get the information back over to the office to get so yeah, I guess the lot. real question is, what don't you do? I know. Oh, you oh, share oh, so no. many things. 
no, because, I didn't realize all your roles. But, but those, those other guys, uh, man, we, we're very blessed. We have got not a perfect staff. Uh, if you don't believe it, ask their wives. They can tell you. <laughs> God has given us a great pastoral staff, Aww, for, for yeah. which we are very, very thankful. Yes. yes. You're, yeah, you're definitely right. We are blessed. But, you know, we like with mm-hmm. you and like your role in the counseling and everything with your wisdom that you get to share with others. And I don't think people probably realize how blessed that they are that they get that. So, right. yeah, you, I didn't realize you did the usher part. Actually, mm-hmm. I think I might have. Are you involved with the deacons at all? Uh, not immediately. Okay. Now, a lot of the deacons do serve in those in our mm-hmm. ministry, of course, okay. in that role as a, as a deacon. But uh, I serve on the finance committee of, yep. uh, within the church, and mm-hmm. and then uh, at, at, I used to try to attend all the deacon meetings. But mm-hmm. now with Ryan doing what he's doing, and with, of course Pastor leading the deacons mm-hmm. meetings, mm-hmm. Uh, they. They really don't need my input now. <laughs> like uh, I like to think they at one time really needed my input, but uh, Ryan and Ryan does a fabulous job on supporting Pastor with oh, yeah. what he needs to do there. So cool. Uh, they, cool. So what aspects of your job do you find the most rewarding? I know you do a lot, and there's probably a lot of rewarding parts. And actually, actually, the most rewarding thing, that, and I would think every pastoral staff member would tell you this, is seeing a, an individual be exposed to the preaching and teaching of God's Word, and through that, come into a saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then see the transformation that can begin to occur in their life as they get involved in the ministry of the church, the preaching of God's Word, the teaching of God's Word, and see them begin to apply those principles mm-hmm. in their life and see, see them follow the Lord in baptism and then uh, begin to grow as a disciple and then begin to be willing to be engaged in serving in ministry within the Lord's church so that they then can share in the in the joy of what God's doing. Mm-hmm. And so that, that I would have to say that's the most rewarding thing. And I guess the reason that's the most rewarding is because I know two things. One, I know what it meant in my life personally. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's just, mm-hmm. it was a, my whole, when I got saved, at 32 years old, my whole world was turned around mm-hmm. because my whole world had been living for Clayton Simmons and what he wanted. And, oh, if you had have asked me, I would have told you, oh, how, how much of this I was doing for my wife and my little girl. The truth of the matter was that was not true. I was doing it for Clayton Simmons. They got the benefit of it. Uh, they enjoyed sitting by the country club, mm-hmm. being able to sign the ticket and, and all of that. Yeah. But they would have rather had me than they had that. I think they had. I, I hadn't asked them oh, later. Sure, yeah. I think. I'm, no, <laughs> seriously, I'm sure they would have. But um, um, that that part of our world changed too after I got saved. But uh, it, it's a joy to watch what happens in the life of the people mm-hmm. once they come to know the Lord and begin to grow and their relationship with Him because of the preaching and teaching of God's Word and them being willing to apply it in their life and see that. Mm-hmm. I know what a drastic difference it made in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it, it, I probably don't want it recorded, 
some of the things <laughs> that really did change, just how much it did change. Just such it a was, transformation. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was un, unreal. And so I know, I know God can do that because He said He would in His Word, but I was privileged to have that relationship. Then another area now that um, several of the things that we're doing now, I, I was blessed to be able to be a part of seeing those things start, like our RU program. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. I yeah, you had a big that role first in that. Night, the f- and I had I went out and, and met Corbett Stone and got Corbett and said, Corbett, um, we're going to start a program here, and I know your background, and would you be willing to come yeah. in and help us? And so brought Corbett in and Corbett worked with us for quite a while and then we appointed him as assistant director and then a little bit later on I said well Corbett you're ahead of me now <laughs> so you deserve the title of director more than I do so and, and Pastor put Corbett in as director and he has done a fabulous job so I get the privilege of looking around at people like Ryan and Corbett and other people and, and seeing, and yeah, seeing. that's neat. I bet that does bring so much oh, joy. Oh, gracious. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's amazing. It's, it's almost like watching your child grow up. Right. Get the right spouse, begin to have children. Mm-hmm. And it's, what a it's, blessing. It's yeah. just totally different. So, uh, right. but watching the, the first night of RU, we had four people. There was, Corb- there was me, Corbin, <laughs> and Brett Butler. And one student. Okay. Okay. One student. And look at them now. And you weren't yeah. looking at them. What they run? 150 on Friday <laughs> yeah. night now. Yeah. Wow, so that's amazing. God's used it, and he just really has. lives transformed, people changed. Uh, it's just been yeah. unbelievable to watch it. That is so cool. I didn't realize you were part of that. That is so cool. Yeah, so we've talked about a lot of the rewarding things, but um, let's go back real quick. What has been one of the most challenging aspects for you personally being a counselor? Challenging and, let's use the word challenging and convicting. Okay. uh, Because uh, unless I'm going to be uh, a a total hypocrite, if I'm sitting here dealing, helping you deal with an issue in your life from God's perspective, that means that same principle of truth is not just for you, it's for me. Mm -hmm. And the Lord will then convict me of issues in my life, and I'm glad He does before it gets too big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'll convict me, and I have to deal with those. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, I, you begin to develop, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be hypocritical mm-hmm. and talk about what a great truth and principle this is and how God can change your life, and the truth mm-hmm. is, I'm sitting here with an as angry a spirit or a mean mm-hmm. attitude, and so that's, that's been one of the, the greatest challenges. The other challenge that, that I have to deal with, a lot of my makeup as an individual and my training over the many, many years of the past has been very pragmatic. In other words, this is what, this is what you're doing, this is what you should do, this is what the Scripture says about what you should do, now go do it. Mm-hmm. And you don't do it. And I might look at you and say, well, why are you taking my time? <laughs> right. You want to know what to do, and you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I have to wait. Now, that ain't the way Jesus handled it. <laughs> you know, he didn't handle it that way with me. And so trying not to get impatient with people when they would refuse right. to do what clearly God says ought to be done, and then you take the biblical principles and break it down at the practical living level of life. 
principles up here, mm-hmm. but the principles got to be applied down here. Mm-hmm. And um, then when you see people won't do that, um, then you know that you, can get frustrated. You can yeah. get you can get really frustrated. Okay. But then I have to realize, well, wait a minute, Clayton. God didn't call you to change anybody. Right. He yeah. called you to help them analyze what's going on in their life, mm-hmm. the principles, the function in their life that's not biblical. What does God say you should be doing it? The Holy Spirit's the one who has to work in their right. heart and in their life to make it happen. You can't do it. Right. But several reasons. One is I don't have that power. Another is they're going to leave my office in an hour. Mm-hmm. And I won't see them for a week. Right. So right. I, I can't do a whole lot with them right. when they're scattered around out there. So. Right. right. I'm so glad you said those two things and being so transparent because mm-hmm. it sounds something just like Brandy Duffy would struggle with, like, or be challenging with yeah. as well because I tend to get impatient and then same holding yeah. myself to the same standards, like right. you said. So. Yeah. And, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I really don't want to be a hypocrite. Right. You know, I, I, right. I don't want to be say, saying to you, this is what God says, how you should handle this issue of life, knowing on the other hand, there are things in my life. And so the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. convicts me. And yeah, I, it's, I, it's like when they say the Sunday school teacher gets the most out of oh, you know, the lesson. Exactly, so. you, that's yeah. exactly right. John. That is exactly right. Mm-hmm. The teacher, by the time he or she prepares, in fact, if God hasn't done a, something in their life between... Monday morning and next Saturday night before mm-hmm. they go in the class on Sunday morning, I don't know that they're really prepared to teach the lesson. Mm-hmm. They may intellectually have it, but God needs to be doing something in your heart, mm-hmm. and He does in my heart. Mm-hmm. So it's right. Uh, so that yeah. was good. That's really good. Yeah. That is good. So <laughs> it seems as our world is filled <laughs> filled with people experiencing anxiety and depression. What have you seen the most effective things to help people who are going through anxiety and depression and things like that? Well, um, first, let me say I, I don't want to. I don't want to imply that I do not that I do not think there is any credibility or integrity to the fact that a, an individual could be having some uh, physiological problems with that they're experiencing within their body mm-hmm. that could create create that. Um, I, I don't want to get too far out of line here, but you ladies go through that every month. And that's real now. Um, we men don't have to go through that. We go through putting up with what you do. <laughs> That there are some physiological issues that, that are in there, and, and, and but I think many times we are too quick to look for a, a way to blame our behavior on something other than accepting the fact God God says, "For from within, out of the heart of men proceeds," and then He gives it that that laundry list. Out from from within, out of the heart of men proceeds anger, lust, covetousness. And he goes on and, and enumerates several things. Not all, but several things. Mm-hmm. And where does he say it comes from? It comes from the heart. Mm-hmm. Now that's a hard one for us to, to swallow, mm-hmm. to, to take responsibility of that and then begin to back up and say, okay, what are the issues in my heart with which I am not dealing? Uh, is, is, do, have, has something happened in my life? Has it been uh, where I have not been treated the way I think I should be treated? Uh, I, I've had people hurt my feelings. I have had the, uh, all the experiences of life. 
the heart, the natural heart of man, what does God say about the heart? It's wicked. It's wicked. How wicked? Um, Desperately. Desperately. The heart is desperately wicked. And then he goes on to say, who can know it? You can't know. I hear people say, well, it's best I know my heart. And I thought, whoa, wait a minute. Right. You, you don't understand you what you're saying. You don't, yeah. understand you don't know saying. your heart. Mm -hmm. And from within, out of the heart. And so the thing is, when people come in and they're, they're dealing with, let's say, anger, anger, the thing that brings about depression and anxiety most is, is the fact we're not dealing with the issues of life biblically. Mm -hmm. We either are allowing fear or anger or worry or some other to drain us emotionally to where we begin to end up in a state of what we would call depression or fear or the way we're being treated. Uh, now, I don't, I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that uh, an end of, uh, a spouse could not be dealing with depression because of the way his or her wife or husband is treating them. That could be very, very real. But, and my question to them, if I'm talking about, well, why don't you change them? And of course, what do you think the answer is? Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. can't yeah. change them. I say, you're exactly right. You can't. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, does that mean that, that, that now you no longer have uh, a responsibility to love them just because they're not treating you the way you want to be treated? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. You say, well, that's not human. Oh, I agree. That's superhuman. Mm -hmm. You can't do that <laughs> right. in the flesh. No, so yeah. now you're going to say, Lord, you've told me what to do. I know I can't do it, so now I'm going, I have, I'm totally dependent on you to empower me to be able to do it, which means if he's going to be able to do that, now I got to back up and deal with who before I try to change the spouse. I got to deal with me so God can empower me to be able to be the kind of wife. That's for like us. going through the self-confrontation course, talking about like, <laughs> Yeah. You know, By the way, like that is the self-con. <laughs> the years that I taught self-con was that was the introductory introduction to my developing a, a real interest in biblical counseling because I saw there all the biblical principles, if applied at the living level of life, could transform a life. Right. You know, mm -hmm. it's not just knowledge to take a test to get a title hung on your name. Mm -hmm. It's to be able to live life in a manner that's pleasing to the mm -hmm. Lord and have the benefits that come along with it. Right. So, but in dealing dealing with the depression, um, dealing with the depression or uh, uh, anxiety, both of those, the anxiety and the depression, my my observations over the years has been there is something that's draining that individual of the joy and the happiness and what there's some. So, what is that? And then how are you dealing with it? Mm -hmm. And if you deal with it man's way, you're going to end up rationalizing, justifying, mm -hmm. fixing the blame on somebody else and trying to straighten that person out. And it, don't always, it doesn't work. So <laughs> right. that means you got to deal with where you are. Now, the, the, the joy of, that comes along from counseling is when, a, when that light comes on in a person's mind and say, what they're doing is not right. It's not pleasing to the Lord. They're not fulfilling their role. I can't change them. I really can't. Mm -hmm. 
Now I've got to cut, I've got to make sure I have a relationship with the Lord so He can empower me. That is supernatural. Mm-hmm. That easy. I'm going to tell you it's easy now. No, because Satan is in there just because right. that old nature didn't totally go away when you got saved. Mm-hmm. It's still there. Unfortunately. And, and, yeah. and Satan knows how to do that just like that. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Yeah. yeah, that's really good, especially with COVID and <clears throat> everybody so dealing with the like anxiety of that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I, um, yeah, and, and, and that can be, uh, I was very blessed with the COVID experience. I, I, I had it and uh, I don't want it anymore, uh, <laughs> right. uh, but uh, I was very you, blessed. You got it pretty early, right? Like, I did. Like I when should. it was kind of still yeah. newer and... Mm-hmm. It was brand. It was brand new to us. I was very fortunate. They only had only had one night in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. you and your wife both got it, right? She had it also. Now she had, she had the easy one. She it, it didn't put her down. She right. she handled it well. She's tough. She's, She's a tough gal. She's She's tough. tough. Yeah. But um, but as far as the issues and anxiety and depression, there are two big ones in our culture mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and usually. It's because people are engaged in activities and or relationships that are, they're not being handled God's way. And when I say handle God's way, now we don't live in a, like Jesus don't walk along physically with us today like Mm -hmm. he did 2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so that means we have to go to his word Mm -hmm. and seek guidance for how he would have us deal with the issues and then be empowered by His Holy Spirit to interact with that and allow Him to uh, to guide us and direct us and empower us to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and often, because man's way and God's way is so different, the first response is, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But God said, I can do how many? All, All things <laughs> through Christ. Who strengthens, strengthens me? Mm-hmm. He didn't say who did it, who will do it for me. Mm-hmm. He'll strengthen you that you can do it. Right. And that's uh, that's those are the times you actually grow in your relationship with the Lord. It's not when you very few people grow spiritually on the mountain. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, right. You tend to be more autonomous right. and independent and self-sufficient mm-hmm. on the mountain. Mm-hmm. The valleys start look around. You'll mm-hmm. find God's got a way of. Mm-hmm. using those valleys. Right. He does. It, yeah. Never so. ways to hurt, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Good point. Um, I, well, I didn't mean for this to sound like a preaching session. No, I think it's great. You get me off on that. That's, that's, that's exciting. <laughs> that's exciting yeah. to see what God does in people's lives. Yes, for sure. Well, we have, um, this is our famous question. We ask mm-hmm. it to all of our guests, but we have given an example of when someone was kind to you. It can be big or small, just something you'll always remember. But before you answer, I just, I haven't really gotten much of a chance to tell you, but I have to say that Mr. Clayton and Miss Barbara, I'm probably going to start crying, but you meant so much to my grandmother. Um, goodness, she talked about y'all all the time. And um, just the sweetest people meant so much to her, everything that y'all have done. So talk about being kind. He is one of the kindest people. So. That's very sweet. Yeah. I appreciate that. But uh, now state your question so I can... (laughs) So once again, give an example of when someone was kind to you. It can be big or small, just something you'll always remember. I guess some of the most rewarding 
you know, back in the music days, uh, uh, we had put together a quartet, and uh, we uh, I enjoyed the quartet. There's one that preceded the one that we now have that does such a fabulous job. But uh, people would talk about all the music and how much they enjoyed it. And then I would hear people talk about uh, uh, Sunday school lessons. That, but I think some of the most rewarding experiences that I've had, other than leading somebody to Christ, that always goes to the right. top. Mm -hmm. When a person uh, would stop later and say, thank you so much for coming out to see me. Right. And talking to me about the Lord. That's, that's the most. Nothing but can that. next right. to that, I would honestly say, is would be th those people over the years that have said, Clayton, you, you will never know how much your ministry has meant to me because of what, how God used you in our life mm -hmm. uh, when they were going through some pretty deep valleys, pretty right. deep valleys, yeah. uh, either maybe financially or in husband-wife relationships or with children or, you know, you name it. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, and of course, I, I, I think I got enough sense to know not to take credit for none of that because that's something <laughs> only God can do. I can't. Mm -hmm. Because when you walk away from me, I have no influence. I have no nothing, no input at all. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Spirit and His Word does. So that's where mm -hmm. the change comes out. Mm -hmm. But to think that God used me right. in that, that person's tool. life yeah. to be able to do that and see, look around that congregation. I've often thought, I know for Pastor Monroe, that has got to be one of the most rewarding things in life would be to stand on that pulpit and look out there at the people whose as lives have been changed, they've come to know Christ, they've grown in their understanding and uh, the teaching of God's Word, and, and watch them grow. That has mm -hmm. got to be, not only His eternal rewards, but even some of the reward that it is today. Right. You know, uh, right. Uh, a man teaches his boy how to fish, and he gets excited when his boy catches a big fish. So, he, you know, and, but <laughs> yeah. just to think that the Lord used me to be a part of another person's life. Mm -hmm. that, um, and there's been just so much of that. that right. um, yeah. And in your job, you've gotten to work with so many people. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, it, that's that great. So it, it is. It's, it's, been, mm -hmm. it's, it's been special. Oh, Very special. Well, yeah. I can definitely relate because just your obedience to mm -hmm. you, um, to being in God's Word and in His will and doing that and being patient with people when it's <laughs> right. you know, hard yeah. or, you know, when it is hard and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. um means so much to people and I know how much sure. that meant yeah. to Jamie and her family. Yeah, so. they would always we reach out to there's her. There's one so. other dynamic of that, the whole part of the ministry and especially in the area of counseling. <laughs> is sometimes in your life uh, as wives, you your husband comes home and, well, tell me about your day. What happened today? Barbara can't do that. Yeah, that's hard. She can't. Who did you see? Well, who did you see today? Right. Well, I well I saw. Well, what y'all talk about? Right. Right. I can't do that. Right. So, so far she knows I'm a lazy bum. So <laughs> I'm a up there yeah, I she knows better. You know, she, knows, <laughs> she, she knows. You know what I do, and, and but right. she has been unbelievably supportive for uh, for all these years, mm -hmm. and. Uh, God has That's blessed sweet. her and you. He's blessed well, you both. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We just thank you so much yeah. for coming on. Well, yeah. I um, 
I have looked forward to, to being with you. I know earlier we tried to put it together and we had a little schedule. Right. We got it though. Yeah, we, we got, made it, got it. That's we made right. It. So <laughs> I hope I hope the Lord will use what we've done today to be a blessing and an encouragement. To Absolutely. Thank you so listen. much. Amen. And um, thank you to everyone who chooses to join us on this journey. Please follow us at a Mary Heart 17 on Instagram. Let's remember to always show kindness and a Mary Heart does good like a medicine. We love you. A Merry Heart is sponsored in part by Duffy's Heating and Air Conditioning. They specialize in heating, air conditioning, duct, and crawl space solutions. Let Duffy's Heating and Air be your one-stop shop for all your comfort needs. Please call Alan Duffy at any time, 843-621-COOL. That's 843-621-2665. Duffy's Heating and Air Conditioning, a proud sponsor of A Merry Heart. This podcast is sponsored in part by Custom Excel Spreadsheets. Ever find yourself in a bind, wishing to be more organized on a particular project with work or something else? Are you currently handling things on paper or paying a hefty monthly subscription fee? Let CES step in and help. CES helps you by creating custom spreadsheets on any project you need with no monthly subscription fee. Anywhere from quote forms, invoices, and timesheets to automatic report generation, data analysis, dashboards, and much more. Contact us by going to CustomExcelSpreadsheets.com or email us at Colton at CustomExcelSpreadsheets.com. Receive your free quote today.